Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, no matter where you may find yourself when you hear this. And welcome to the show where it is a new year and a new me. So with that, what's goody, good, 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 y'all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You tuned in to another episode of It's a Black and White Thing. Um, I am your boy, Carlos. I also go by A1. And you can also call me Dan if you so please. Uh, you can check out this show and uh, the previous, like, maybe six or seven episodes at iTunes. Just go and search It's a Black and White Thing. You can check out every episode in the 23-episode history of this show at SoundCloud.com backslash Brains and Bars. You can also Facebook.com search at Brains and Bars. You'll find the show page like that. Share it share with a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. It's them boys again. Also, Twitter.com, Brains and Bars. And if you're on Snapchat, you're going to see a lot of pictures of a lot of snaps of my kid because I'm not so comfortable putting myself behind the camera. But you can follow us there at Brains and Bars there as well. Hey, that does sound bad. When I say pictures of my kid, I mean like him playing with stuff, like, you know, his toys, his car, stuff like that. Don't be such y'all nasty, man. I just got to say, y'all been no, watching. No, no, no. I wouldn't even nah, say No, 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 no. But you saying questionable stuff already and haven't even introduced the guest. So, no, nah, like, I mean, like, y'all been watching too much oh. SVU. This is why I stopped watching <laughs> SVU because I couldn't deal with that stuff, man. It just got to me. I'm going to let you cook out. Man. But anyway, please let me cook. Please let me cook. But yeah, you can follow me on Snapchat, man. Hit up at Brains and Bars and uh, follow on Snapchat and watch my kid play with his uh, toy uh, RC cars and all that little stuff. So, so anyway, uh, as always, we're the MMP Studio. Shout out to the homie Trent, who is, you know, he in 2017 he's trying to step his game up. So you know, I gotta give props where props is due. Trying to do his thing. I don't know if he has his mic set up yet. So you know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely uh, in the building. Um, Holding it down. Hold on. Let me get myself together. <laughs> Can you believe at yeah. one point in time, everything that Trent has over here electronically was shoved in a closet and was considered Kingdom City Records recording studio? <laughs> okay. Okay. So you got jokes. You got jokes. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Anyway, good having you, Trent. Yeah. Yo, you know but. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm out here doing my thing, trying to get my silent producer on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, trying to add some new things in the 2017 year. I hear you. I hear you. I see you playing. Oh, that's a soundboard. Oh, oh, Wait, is that okay. what that is? You got, got a soundboard? Got a studio audience? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. We got, you know, wow. you know what I'm saying? We got it. You know, just a couple of things. You know, a couple of things for you. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I gotta warn us before you do that. <laughs> I got warn y'all. Okay. All right. So this is uh, a, it was. This is a. This is the barbershop episode. I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Except, shout out to all my friends who said they were coming, and then at the last minute was like, well, yo, I I can't make it. So instead of like being there, nine of us here, it's, it's four of us. But you know what? We're going to make this work. We're going to make this work. So I want to start, obviously, and introduce my homie, my ace, my Cody. Let's go. What's good, y'all? I am awoy.com. Holler at me on there. We out here. Um, once again, shout out to Amped Entertainment. You can find all of the podcasts on that website as well. Uh, if you type in www.ampedentertainment.net, don't go to .org. Um, and you will also catch me on YouTube. Shout out to um, everybody that's been voting on the battle of the year this year. Um, if you don't know me, my name's A Ward, and I battle and I talk about sports and I watch white collar. That's all I do now. So literally, 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 literally. But it's good to be back, man. It's good to have guests. It's good to uh, ring in a new year with a new Trent, not a new microphone, but a new Trent. Yep. And yep. Uh, and, and be out here. So how was your holidays? Good, 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 good. Can't complain. Went home to Louisiana. Um, made me wonder why I live in a place where it can get, you know, at zero temperatures. It was 80 on Christmas. 
when I was down there. A little Jeez. kid next door neighbor was running around um, in his underwear literally all day outside. And I'm like, this is how you know you're in the country because that is what country kids do. But, um, you know, but it was great to be home, you know, and glad to be back here. So we're going to keep it moving. To my right, going to introduce uh, the homie Shock. Shock, what's good? What's going on with you? What's good, black and white thing? Appreciate y'all for having me on here. Why, why did that sound this. racist for a second? <laughs> like just for a quick second, it sound a little racist. <laughs> like I don't know why. Like it just, it just felt wrong. <laughs> Listen, man, look me up, producer, theofficialbshock.com. Uh, it's a pleasure being here. Yeah, cool, cool. And uh, we'll get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, and just before we close out the show, we'll let you get your plug in for the new project that's getting ready to drop. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yep, yep. And to my left. Returning for his second time, right? I feel like you're a battle host right now. Like, person to my right, introduce yourself. We we about to battle for the the white side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the I'm like cream mocha, but anyway, um, I'm Marcus Rose. What's going on, y'all? Back here to uh, make sure to bring some more substance because I know that a one he likes to uh, say stuff about football on the sly. I just got to make sure to keep him in line. Yeah, yeah. No, because last time he has. Choice versus I feel like Shock has played football, so he knows football. And then you have I been around. football, just and got injured. A1 needs, he kind of needs that, you know. Yeah. He needs a balance. Tech Mobile. Yeah. Football. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so th- but, these, these but are. Isn't oh, this, also, this is also our uh, fantasy football champion, right? Hey. You know, give it up to the homie. Hey. Um, wait, where's the clap track Wait, wait, where's the clap, why, why is the clap oh, wait, track oh, out there? No. Hey, no, Trent's not going to have that because is who did a, I beat in the championship? Oh, you beat Trent? I oh, did. Oh, that's right. That's why there's no clap track. I think we're getting ready to get a boo. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You know you. <laughs> the studio <laughs> audience is booing me. It's oh, good man. to have you out here, Marcus. Wait, hey, but wait. I'm also the pickle champion. Two times. Now I got to get that money in. Now we need Ric Flair on that money. I could do it, but I'm not going, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so glad to have you all in the building with us, um, you know, for this episode. Um, and so as you, as if you're a frequent listener to the show, obviously you know that after we introduce ourselves, we go into what I learned this week. And I didn't learn a whole lot this week because work keeps me really, really busy. Uh, I know I learned that. But the couple of things that I learned this week is I was listening to sports radio, and um, there were, Villanova had just lost to Butler the night before. And I don't know if it was Dan Patrick or pardon the interruption, what I was listening to, but the person said, well, but uh, I'm sorry, Baylor will probably ascend to the number one team in the country. And at first I thought I misheard him because he said Baylor. And so I immediately paused the the program, went and Googled AP top 25, and Baylor at 13-0 and 0 is indeed the number two team in the country. And then my second stop after finding out they were the number two team in the country was to go Google their roster because I know no one on their roster, say for Ish Wainwright, and that's because Ish is from Raytown. Um, and so, like, you know, it's a bunch of who on their squad. Uh, I mean, they're literally, I have no idea who they are. I know there's a lot of um, misgivings about Scott Drew as a coach. Um, people don't think that he is a good coach. Who He's he's a okay coach who recruits well. Maybe uh, the Rick Barnes of Texas now that Rick Barnes is actually gone. No, no offense, A-Ward. Um, you know, but... <laughs> I deserve that. It's cool. No, no, no. I'm just saying Rick Barnes had a reputation as someone who could recruit but could not uh, get his teams to perform well, say, for, what, a couple of seasons of T.J. Ford. Uh, I mean, KD was there, but I, I, people frequently criticize his usage, usage of KD when he was at Texas. So, you know, Baylor, excuse me, is going to be the number one team in the country come Monday. Um, and they – Big Tuesday, that's going to be put to the test. Super they Tuesday. Go, or Super Tuesday, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Big Monday is ESPN still. Right. 
Super Tuesday, they go to West Virginia to take on right. Bob Huggins and West Virginia. So they're going to get a quick test in Big 12 play. So, again, shout-out to Scott Drew. Shout-out to Ish Wainwright and the boys at Baylor. Y'all are going to be number one team in the country, man. I'm looking at Baylor's scheduling. I, I mean, they got a couple decent wins, but I kind of think they might be a little bit overrated. So. Well, I mean, you know, that's the thing about college basketball. It's a long season. Part of why I didn't know that Baylor would, had ascended to number two in the country, and you, the proof will be in the pudding. I mean, they're going to have to take on KU. They already beat Iowa State, but I don't know how good Iowa State is this year. So they won the Battle of Atlantis. They they beat Michigan State, which Michigan State's obviously not a good yeah. win right now. Yeah. And they beat Louisville, which I guess you could consider it to be a decent win. Or they a just good lost win. to Notre Dame, though. And then they lost to – or they beat Xavier as well. Um, yeah, so that's the only guys. two teams that are that are not John Brown University, Texas Southern, and Jackson State that they've Yikes. yeah. So that's part of their schedule. Like I didn't make that up just now. Um, John Brown. Yeah, I um, feel like I need to Google that to find out where John FYI, Brown University is. They don't play KU till February first, so that's probably when they really gonna get a, a good test. Good right W. There. Yeah, apparently you get four steps when you play at KU. Right. right. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, good yeah, lord. Home, home so first cookie. of all, let's not act like. I mean, dude took. Let's like, not act like he started like at the three point line. Don't like like in the NBA, LeBron and them get away with. You like, said but what, not, NBA? But we talking about NBA. You right. say NBA? And we're, we're also talking about, about a LeBron, white guy right? that you went from LeBron, the. Right? <laughs> What's the name of the guy that made the layup? Uh, Svee McAllister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He yeah, doesn't that guy. get four steps from the three-point line. Right. It, 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 if it would Corver be took off from the three-point line in the NBA, they would call a travel. It'd right. be different right. if oh, John wait, wait, Jackson hold up, did Wait a minute. Right. I think, <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> but, well, hey, but they didn't call it, although the memes out there were hilarious. They were talking about his stat line was like 20-something points and 10 rushing yards, which was hilarious. <laughs> 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 that had me dying. Yeah, but, man, but because uh, uh, that and that actually made me think about you know when you play at at KU when you play at Fog Island at the Fieldhouse, like they get the best home cooking. So that game was a year a year to the day from the triple overtime KU OU game where Buddy Hill went bonkers, and then people like if you know if you ever play pickup basketball, you go three feet when you try to inbound the ball. Frank Mason was all up in old boy's grill. He, he was, was over the line. He should have right. been told to get back. Right. That happened. Then you think about Mizzou, the last time Mizzou was good when they were in the Big 12. And then that game at, at, at the Fieldhouse where KU comes back, Phil Pressy goes in the lane, shoots the layup. Thomas Robinson body blocks him. He blocks the ball, but he also knocks him to the ground with his entire body. No foul call. Goes into overtime. KU wins. Like, they just get the most incredible home cooking at the field house. But I mean it's it's the magic of the fog. It ain't the it magic is. of the it's fog. It's the refs wanting to go home and not want to have right. to call a, a, right. a foul or call a, a penalty against no, a, what if no. you think about it, but fog makes them, it hard. They gotta let for the you boys to. play. They gotta let the boys play. And all I only right. say that when it's in our favor. You know what I'm saying? That's so, about right. All right, we're done with we're done talking about KU. That's enough KU talk. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, yeah, go ahead. But anyway, but anyway, other thing that I learned this is that week. A timeout for him? No. It should be. That was that was my first timeout. <laughs> so the other thing that I learned this week is that so part of the reason that I do this show, part of the reason that I hope that you guys like to listen to the show is that we try to bring a different perspective on sports. I try to sit back and think on things and, you know, try to turn things over my head in terms of just different ways of looking at sports. Right. So the last time I was on the show, I had this interesting take that the third most important position on the field for your team, after offensive, defensive line, was your backup quarterback, right? So I thought, of, I thought about it a little bit, but, again, work has been really hectic for me, so I didn't really think it all the way through. 
So I got here and I was challenged on it and I backed down. And my point that I'm making is that I shouldn't have backed down. I was right. I was 100% right. This theory assumes you have your starting quarterback in place. So I'm not saying that if you go into a draft and you've made like an offensive line pick in your first round, a defensive line pick in your second round, that you go, hey, there's a starter right there, but I'm going to bypass that starting QB for a guy who I want to be my backup in the third round. So I'm not saying that. My theory assumed that, you're, that you're, you have your quarterback in place, you have your offensive defensive line in place, and then you go get your backup because your skill positions can be schemed open, and if you have a decent quarterback, your quarterback can throw your skill position players open. We hear all the time about how Brady does it with nobody at wide receiver. People have tried to attribute Peyton Manning making Marvin Harrison and making Reggie Wayne, which is foolish. I mean, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So you, so I'm going back to that. It's offensive line, defensive line, and then back up quarterback. I'm standing on it. No amount of slander, no amount of anything you can say is going to make me back up on that. I'm standing on that point. So that's what I learned this week. Guys, before you go into the barbershop and say something, really think about it, how you position thought through, and then when they come at you, you can, you can fire back. I wasn't prepared. So I apologize to you, the listener, because I wasn't prepared. I didn't do my job. I let these guys who I respect, right, I let them talk me off my position and off my off my spot. I let them push me off my pivot, and I apologize. That would not happen again. You but need to take a breath yet, or what? I'm I'm re- I'm ready. Are you good? I can I can take a breath. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm passionate about that. I feel like I was right. All right, I mean, that's what. No, I'm just time, like thinking actually, in my mind, like for real, like the backup quarterback though, really. Yeah, because again, you look at you look at what's going on with, let's just say the Raiders before right, McGowan right, right. got hurt. Right. right. If you have a decent backup, you look at what happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers last year or the Bengals last year. Right. If they have a backup who can carry you because you don't want your backup to have to carry you the whole season. Right. The right. backup is only meant to be there. OK, he's hurt for a few games. Obviously, right. if your backup is out for the entire season. I mean, he's your backup for a reason. Right. But right. your backup is there in the in case of an emergency. If you have a decent backup, which is why I don't think the Cowboys should get rid of Romo, they probably will. Your starter goes down, you have a competent backup, and for three or four games, like in the playoffs, you have your guy who can carry you. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's one of the very few times I actually agree with you. Oh. See, that scares me. That actually scares me See, a little and, bit. And look, I don't Are you sure you don't want to take it back now? <laughs> all I got to do is say shock. Shock agrees with you, and that just makes your point invalid right there. I mean, no, I, I can agree with him. Shock uh, logic. Only only playing on a, on a team whose quarterback had, had went down for a few Few games in college, and our backup was it was he was not the best, and uh, we lost those games on the offensive end. It had nothing to do with the defense. Dude couldn't throw the ball past ten yards. I mean, it was it was bad. So, on a bigger scale NFL, I could definitely see that being a important role, especially the way these pass rushers are getting now. These quarterbacks aren't protected as much. I mean, they're getting hit left and right. They're running. And you need somebody to come in there to. You know, hold it down to the just, starter comes. Just till the starter comes back. We just assuming players on the field. We don't talk about like coaches because I think that if you have a good coach, as seen up in New England when Tom Brady was out, you could put a dude in there that don't know how to throw for real and still get a win. So I mean, it depends on the coaching staff and their ability to make adjustments for the opponent they're going against. Because I agree though with you for like a long term, if you have a quarterback that's you know just can't pass the ball. And you can put stack eight in the box, then of course. But if you can scheme around that, like uh, Belichick is, which Belichick is a once in a lifetime coach, you know, then you could do that. But 
I'm almost in agreement with you, man. And Which see, and weird. that's why I say, and that's why I say it's it's a, a confluence of things. That's why I say it's the most right. important because right. again, you can scheme, you can if you can have average talent at your skill position, you can scheme them open, right? If you can have that, if you have a decent offensive line, like people people try to discredit, and we'll get to this later. People discredit the Cowboys' success because well, look at that offensive line. Those same five to seven guys were there last year. What's the difference, right? It's because they have more competent quarterback play and they have a Really good running back. We don't know how good Dak will be. He's been good this year. He's here's why. Here's, here's why I disagree with you. Okay, because I feel like that you're forming this opinion based on the backup quarterback in the playoffs. Like I feel like if your backup quarterback comes in for a couple games during the season, you can you can take two losses and still be a fine. I mean, you can you can win with a Connor Cook a couple games or whatever, and 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 still make it to the playoffs. Like I, I honestly feel that way. I feel like you can scheme. You can take. Okay, well, look what what exactly. Look what the Patriots did when Jacoby Brissett came in the right. game. Right? Did they win? Right. Did they not shut the team out with a yeah. scheme? I mean, and he only had like uh, barely a hundred. So yards. so here you are putting your, the utmost importance on a position, and in all of your you say, well, look at the Bengals last year. Well, that was going into the playoffs. Of course you can't. Win. You have to pit, you have to have the greatest person for that one game, or you're going home. But like, what about a kicker? Why is a kicker not 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 one of the most important positions on the field. What if what if Arizona Cardinals had a good kicker and the two times they played the Seahawks this year, they would have two wins. Well, they did beat them. Well, he, he hit the field goal the second well, time. He hit the second time. You going for two every time, but anyway. right. Well, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you do fifty percent of this, you got a fifty percent rate on that. Hey, the way they kick it, nah, right man. I to me that I, I'm I hate the two point decision. Maybe because I, I I root for a team where they lost a couple of games where had the coach not chased the points. And this yeah. was a college, so. But anyway, continue. But I, I just feel like I just feel like it. It really depends on where your where the ba- the backup quarterback is playing. Like I mean, at the be you oftentimes see a, a starter go down at the beginning of the year, and then they bring the backup in, and then they're like, "All right, we got to trade for somebody. We got go ahead, start warming up Sam Bradford. See if we can get a pick for such and such. See if we can get a pick for some because of the particular time, you know, that they're at. You know, but the backup quarterback. If you're talking about somebody who's going to be a backup quarterback and just stay that backup. I don't think it's I don't think there's necessarily that big of a position. That's why you see teams say, "All right, our starter got hurt. Might as well look, start looking at the waiver wire. Might as well start warming up, you know, Tebow or, you know, or I mean, you know, but, you know, <laughs> because they know that they can make the necessary moves to bring somebody in like that." So, here's my thing about about the quarterback position and then we'll we'll jump into to the, some other topics. My position on on quarterbacks, especially drafting them, and I'll use the Chiefs as an example, and I might have said this on the show before, but you look at what they did with they drafted Tyler Bray, they drafted Aaron Murray, they drafted Kevin Hogan, they cut Kevin Hogan, he's gone, Aaron Murray's gone, Bray is a third-string quarterback, and he's been here, what, four years? You know, at this point, Bray should be challenging Alex Smith for a starting spot. Or at best, at best, at worst, he should be your backup. There should have been no reason after three or four, after three seasons, four seasons of being in this system with the same coach. But he's been injured three of the years. Yeah, I guess that's true too. You know, I mean, I take that into account. But he still should be, even with that injury, he should still be in a spot where he should be able to compete for at least the backup spot. So my position on drafting quarterbacks is you don't do it unless you're going to get yourself a certified, bona fide backup guy who can compete for your starting job within a few years or at least becomes an asset that you can trade, a lot of the Patriots, or you just avoid the position altogether. Because otherwise, you're wasting a pick. You're wasting a pick. And I think at the end of this season, you go and look at the, the Chiefs draft, 
Like, it's not looking so hot right now. I'm, I'm picking on them because we live here, right? But you look at what they did, third round, Kavari Russell, gone. Like, I think he was going, like, first couple of first weeks cut. of the season. First, well, yeah, that's right. Now you look at your fifth-round spot. You got Kevin Hogan. You cut Kevin Hogan. He's not on your team. So in in a league where every every move you make matters, right? Like I I can be willing to admit that in your in your draft, you two of your you know your third round pick, your fifth round pick, you're not getting anything out of it. Granted, your first round pick was fire. I mean, Chris Jones is dope. I think or they might have traded out of the first into the yeah, second, we got right? Second round. Right. So you traded out of the first into the second to get Chris Jones. Your fourth round, Tyreek. To me, we'll talk about that. Is an MVP. He's not a the leader, but he should be an MVP candidate, in my opinion. At least for the Chiefs, he Correct. should be MVP. He should be man. You look at that offense. I mean, you, you look, look at, at what they, what he's done, special teams and the offense wise. Like he's a big reason why they so, won the West. So you're saying that he was very important, but not as important as the backup quarterback. Yes, because it doesn't. Because they were able to scheme him. On some running plays, but That's let's let's look at Nick Foles. Hold on, look at Nick Foles. When Alex got hurt against the Colts, Nick Foles came in and did pretty good, right? People were, were trying to were trying to start. Maybe there's a if he plays well again, there could be another. Could Alex lose his job twice to injury? That next week, I forget who they played after that. Horrible. I think the Jaguars. Good. Was it the Jaguars? He was trash. He was trash, but that's when I, that's why I say you have to when you invest in the quarterback, you need to invest wisely. And again, he needs to come in and be groomed to be your backup right away, or compete for a starting. Depending on what your QB position looks like, that's all I'm saying. I mean, that's true. Quarterback has the ball in their hands. What 100 percent most of the time, 90 some percent right. of the time. So you want somebody? Give a who, break, man. That's a wildcat you, formation. You, you want somebody, break, who, man? You just you want somebody who has the ball in their hands. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I feel you. Cook on. Cook on. Cook on. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Sir. I hear you. I feel you. Um, I agree with you. <laughs> um, what do you, what do y'all think about the the idea that people are saying? I, I heard this on uh, one of those ESPN shows where they think that Dak is going to be the backup next year, that Tony Romo will, will be the starter, and they're going to sit Dak. Nah, I think they're trying to trade him. Yeah, I think nah, they're yeah. going to try to trade him. Yeah. I mean, try I to trade Dak or Romo. No. Romo. Oh, okay. Romo. Right. right. And I think you would try to you know trade Romo because you know you got your future in Dak. However, yep. I think with the Cap situation with Romo, there is going to be some. There will be some teams that'll be kind of reluctant, and I think you know Dak will play the company role where he'll say, "Oh, I'll be the backup. I can learn." But in the inside, he's going to be burning up. I mean, then also you're going to have to worry about your locker room because he's already won over Dez. Mm -hmm. He's already won over some other people. Like and even like with Jason Witten, it looks like he's already won them over too. So now you got to get into the whole aspect of maybe the skill sets, or let's just say the skill set is equal. However, what about the team chemistry? Who do they believe in? So, and that's going to be dicey right there. I mean, 13 years in the league, I mean, what? A lot of injuries. Yeah. 36 years old, man. So, yeah, Dak is the future. I think I think Romo's skill set is is slightly higher than uh than Dak's. But I think that when you factor in like you said 13 years in the league, injuries, like it just doesn't make any sense. It it makes absolutely no sense to continue to go with Romo. And so the thing with Romo, though, if he's going to be traded is, like Marcus alluded to, whatever I think that whatever team trades for him is going to say, you got to restructure. Like, oh, yeah. that's going to be contingent upon him coming oh, yeah. in. And if I'm Romo, I'm like, I need all mine. I, I ain't trying to push I it back to the end. Restructure, oh, his contract. Yeah, because okay. I think I have to pull it his up. Cap is his cap huge. is like $19 million, yeah. I think, 19 20 Jeez. million. So that's why I say it's going to be hard for the Cowboys to trade him um, and any team that wants to bring him in, like Denver, I know Denver's been thrown out there. The Jets, Jets have been thrown yeah. out there. 
Um, I think I've even heard Chicago. Ooh, with Kubiak leaving yeah. uh, Denver, I don't even know if uh, Romo would consider that. That's what, true. What's but that? I, yep. Kubiak uh, retiring because he had health issues, which, yeah. you know, I mean, hopefully he's not pulling the Urban Meyer. You know, shout out to Urban, though. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, Urban, Urban was – Urban's health was in serious trouble, and after a year at ESPN, the Ohio State job opened up. And what do you know? I'm I just got the clean bill of health from the doctor. I'm ready to roll. I, I'm just saying, you know. But uh, but nah. I mean, but shout out to both of them. They're both great coaches. I would love to have them on the show. Um, but yeah, but you know, but that that's what I've learned this week. Um, and so we'll move on to the next piece that, as we do often. What A Ward is looking forward to this week? What you looking forward to, man? Man, I'm looking forward to. Not a whole lot. It's really kind of like a a weird period in sports right now. Um, with conference play coming up in college basketball, we got the playoffs obviously in NFL, and I know we're going to touch on you know the playoffs later on, so I don't want to really go into that. Um, and most of the talk right now around sports is around boxing, um, and and it's a it's around um, Soldier Boy and, <laughs> and Chris Brown. For three. I, w- I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Which I, I, I I'm I'd down to order that. the pay per view. We could do a podcast while we're there. Uh, it's gonna be the shortest podcast bro. ever. The, yeah, right. yes. <laughs> Let's um, do that immediately. Yeah, um, <laughs> immediately. So, so when I was thinking about what I was looking forward to this week, like basically it came down to, um, Tiger Woods has got Tory Pines coming up, um, which is actually a little yep. bit after this week, yeah. which will be his first official. Um, PGA Tour event in 17 months, 15 months, something like that. Um, so I'm looking forward to kind of seeing, man, if he can ever get back to half of what he ever was. Um, he just finished 15th out of 18 golfers at his own event um, <laughs> for his own charity. So it's just, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to, like I said, Super Tuesday. Not only do we have West Virginia and uh, Baylor, I want to see if Florida State is a fraud in the ACC or if they're actually a good basketball team. So they have Duke coming to Florida State on Tuesday. Florida State's ranked 12th. I know you're not familiar with the rankings right now. I am not. I know they so, have uh, Xavier Rathon Mays. I hope I got that right. I think so, yeah. Uh, he can hoop. He yeah. can hoop. Yeah. And I know they got some um, – Leonard Hamilton State getting some really nice dudes. They don't necessarily translate to the next level. But from a college standpoint, he gets some good talent. So yeah. And then, as you know, I'm just huge college football and recruiting. So today, before I came here, I was watching the Army All American Bowl. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next week of commitments as far as college football recruiting is concerned. Uh, I think it's Najee Harris tomorrow chooses from Alabama to Michigan. Um, and then a slew of guys today are committing. So. Yep. Yep. Also coming soon. Uh, I think end of February. Daytona 500. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to get back interested to that. Daytona 500. That. Do what? Interested. Oh, that. interested. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Jimmy Johnson won a lot last year, right? Yeah, yep. Jimmy seven, Johnson seven is a goat. Seven-time champ. Even like goat. nowadays, just think about it, just seven times in this era. That's crazy. Goat, it's crazy. But, yeah, so we appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, So now we're moving to, uh, you know, what we came to talk about. It's going to be NFL heavy. I did have some maybe NBA stuff, but. I keep pushing it off because, you know, we're going to have a lot of time to talk about the NBA here over the next month because the NFL season is winding down. So we're going to be going to talk about Pachula being uh, (laughs) a. Bruh. That's that's the problem with fan voting. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) although, you know, people will talk about the the Royals and how the Royals, you know, was not this year, but the year before. I can argue that, though, that most of them cats actually deserve to be in there. They were in positions where they were 
Infante five, at least. Yeah, Infante fell off though, right? Because he was like, oh yeah, up yeah. There he for I was, time. I was on the vote. Oh, Omar, uh, on and the that's, see, I wasn't. And that's was the, what's happening with the Zaza. He's getting that that sympathy vote right there. Shout out Gerard Dyson, man. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Man. Oh, he going to the Mariners. What speed do take you to the Mariners? I guess. Yeah, hey, he got his rain do. It was it was a good <laughs> wow. What rain do? It was a good run. It was a good run, Casey. I mean, it it really was. But, but Chill, welcome Chill, uh, the right-handed pitcher. Uh, what's his name? Carnes. Carnes. Ooh. So, Carnes. Who? I told Marcus every time they mention the player, that's the exact thing that comes on my. Who? Yeah. Ooh. Only person I did know is the guy we got from the Cubs, O'Brien Soler. Yeah, O'Brien again. Who? O'Brien, yeah, but see, they said that he's actually going to compete for the DH, DH. which you know I'm kind of figuring out. Like, wait, we just got old boy from. But he plays. He can play the field though. So Lear, okay. he's not a great field. Yeah, and then that's what I'm about to it's, say. It's, it's almost like the Royals are trying to become defense. a traditional team. You know, it's like they trying to not follow the same film or formula that got them the championship. Right. You know, it's like they getting rid of speed. They're trying to mm. kind of go into more of a traditional role. Don't I don't know what be the for next Marlins. That yeah, win a like, championship and then the next year they like. Set the record for loss, you know. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think yeah, I think I, they don't want to be like a gimmick, like right, how everybody right. thought they were, you know. And, and uh, for the for the town's sake, I don't want to see them go back to being those crappy Royals. Like I want them to continue to be, you know, a playoff contender. I, I mean, my personal beliefs on that is that once your team wins a title, you're good with me for the next ten to fifteen. Yeah. In terms of being of winning a title, I just want you to be competitive. Such a huge difference in baseball I and other sports. I kind of want them to not be good, just so I can actually go to a game. Because tickets used to be like eight dollars, now they like thirty bucks, and I'm right. and I'm cheap. Bro, they so. still like twelve dollars, right? Right. I'm like, like, dude, no, there's hey. this app called Groupon. Right. First I mean, of all, don't hey, they? let me let me to be honest with you. Trent, I Trent. Groupon. I knew about Groupon, but I never fooled with it. Trent thought you said croutons. <laughs> that, that's what just happened. Could have been croutons. He know nothing about no salad. Yeah. Trent said, I fool with croutons. I, I fool with croutons. But didn't really fool with Groupon. Been on Groupon lately since, you know, bread been a little funny. Uh, Groupon is amazing, by the it's way. Actually, uh, he got seven microphones um, <laughs> for the price of uh, Hello Kitty ones? <laughs> or what are we doing? This is a good microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good microphone. You just got to give it back. <laughs> no, nah, I uh, one, I agree with Shock. I'm kind of I'm kind of like cautious as to exactly what he said, like the formula of what the Royals are doing right now. Like I feel like they got content with like, all right, we got our championship. Let's just fall back into no pressure on us anymore, you know, because one, the Cleveland Indians have um they stacked the up. resurgence, I guess would be the word of the of the Indians. Um, you still got the Tigers. Um but like it's not a division that has the Yankees, the Red Sox. It doesn't, you know, it, it's not a division that really can be bought and right. just ultimately won like that, you know? So right. that's I why know. I don't understand why they're not sticking to what got them there two, three years in a row. So I did read an article that uh, from Royals Review, uh, which is the SB Nation site that covers the Royals, and it talks about, one, part of their problem is they haven't drafted well, right? So mm -hmm. part of the Royals' resurgence, especially, you know, from about five years ago to now, is that they had, like, the top farm system for right. a couple of years right. in a row. They had some young arms that they were able to trade and get talent. Obviously, the Granky deal, which brought back the majority of that talent that helped win right. the title, Kane, Alcides, um, um, and things like that. So, I mean, you know, uh, it, it, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I again, I hope for the sake of the town that they don't go back to being, you know, crappy Royals for What's crazy is all you years. have to do is make the playoffs, you know? Like, that's all you got to do. That's all, I mean, or, all, or at least be in contention for that, you know? 
um, that wild card. It's not like we're asking them to go to the World Series two, three, four years in a row anymore. It's just like position yourself. But now it almost seems like they're positioning themselves to be behind the White Sox, <laughs> you know? Man, and Cleveland, like Cleveland, they just got Encarnacion. Um, yeah. They still got Andrew Miller. Yeah, they still got Andrew Miller. Um, I forget the name of the shortstop who is young and cheap talent. Uh, it's not Reyes. I can't think of his name, but he caused like a ton of trouble for them for the Cubs. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and he's I think he's early twenties, so he's under contract for the next couple of years. So I mean, they have a roster right now. Terry Francona is his a, name's not Escobar too, is it? Nah, I now I gotta look Escobar it up. On their squad, though. Yeah, I thought, they, I thought he was second. He or might third be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But I, I think ultimately they're gonna be fine. I just don't know what they're trying to do right now. You know. Right. Like, I don't think they're trying to throw a season for one. They're trying to keep – I think they're trying to keep uh, Hosmer around. A few of those other guys, so I don't think they're going to, like, throw the season. But I man, it's just interesting to see what they're trying to do. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to move Moose. I thought, uh, I, I said that, that was a good move to me. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Just because, I mean, although he a hometown – like, he a hometown favorite – Cuthbert had was doing almost the exact same thing Wait, that Cuthbert. Cuthbert. What you say? Cuthbert. Not Custard. Not Custard. You talking about? Okay, I'm hungry. All right. Oh, Custard out there looking. Custard out there. Hey, Custard, he cold over there on third. You hear me? But uh, he was giving you about the same production was, for a while. Yeah. He's um, a little inconsistent there at times. At times. He a young player but, too, though. That's but Moose keep getting player. hurt. And stuff like that, and I don't know. Yeah. We, so, oh, my bad, man. No, real quick. Francisco Lindor was the name of the of the uh, the infielder for the Cleveland Indians, who was going to be a beast. Yeah. But go ahead, Marcus. Yeah, but I tell you, I think the one the one move that would kind of kind of tilted the fate of where we were going um, was when we re-signed Alex Gordon. Um, I think that honestly, for the money that we re-signed him for, we we could have let him go. And honestly, not, I don't think the production that we've gotten out of him since he signed that a contract. Has been good. I mean, I think we could have kept uh, the outfielders that we had. And uh, I, honestly, I like Dyson this year in center field. I liked how Kane was. And then even with the rest of the outfield that we had out there, we seemed like we had pretty good production without uh, Gordon in there. And then once we got Gordon in there, it's like we had to play him because he was eating up all this money. And I think he ended up with like a 228, something like that. Uh, yeah. Is it? Am so, I crazy for thinking I don't like judge players the year that they got big money? I judge them afterwards because it always seems to me that once you play a p- pay a player, that next year they have a subpar or below subpar year. And then after that, that's when I start judging them. Justin yeah. Houston, I mean, same thing. But, you know, that's injuries and stuff that, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's injuries. But, like he's been injured. But, yeah. but I think a lot of times happen you'll pay a, uh, pay a player and then they'll, like, for whatever reason, their next season just isn't up to what I just paid you. Now, they may come back and be great after that. But I don't know. That's just, you know when you're at the barbershop and uh, everybody's getting their hair cut and they're all talking sports, and then there's that guy that's just sitting in the lobby that for some reason just always wants to just come in and just throw in his opinion, <laughs> and you guys are just talking and just enjoying yourself. And yeah, then, right, right, right. Yeah, it actually makes no sense, but he talks for like 45 seconds. <laughs> all right, cool. I just want to <laughs> Yo, that hold up. So, <laughs> so, Shrink, I know you're working on the soundboard. I know you're working on the soundboard. I got to get you to add this one. Um, this is – I listened to Bomani Jones. But a lot of that judging him after he got paid sounds like a whole bunch of hate, 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 hate. <laughs> it sounds like a whole bunch of hate. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a it's a Chappelle show Wait a skit minute. What was Ice-T. Jersey. Jersey. 
<laughs> but yeah, so you know, but now I, I kind of see what you're saying. Now. I'm I mean, not a Paolo Orlando fan. Like I'm not a Paolo Ooh. Orlando fan. In the outfield. And so when you're saying about Gordon, I was not a Paolo Orlando fan. Paolo was beasting this year. Oh, no, I've seen way too many times where he over-pursuing. He's just – I mean, his bat might have been, but I don't think he – I think he pales in comparison to having Alex Gordon in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, I think we're that's part about, of the reason you have Alex We're talking about a there. golden glove yeah, outfielder. That's why you got Alex but then, And then here's your argument then. There's nobody that's going to be like that. I mean, Alex Gordon. Of course. Never- so you take into consideration that some people are your defensive heavy people, you know, that have a 228 bat. Not that you want them to have a 228 bat, but you can't have – I mean – So you can switch know. Kane and put him over there and put I don't Paolo think Gordon was going to take a, a smaller amount with a smaller amount of year. I don't think his contract – that's what you had to give him him to stay and if he would have yeah. left i don't know that you win this world series well that already won the world now injuries plagued that last season i mean you had kane out you had gordon out for extended time out, so you know moose was out moose was out i mean yeah. so last year i mean for all the injuries that happened for them to only be a few games from the playoffs i think they actually did pretty well. 82 but and 82. Yeah, not bad. This year will be – this season will be the telling year of, of what they, you know, yeah. what they're made of really. But Yeah, I don't – and see, but the thing, my big question for them is starting pitching. Is not only starting pitching, but also – Oh, the setup, man. The, well, the bullpen. I was going to say because Soria is still oh, there. Uh, so, I mean, I don't – Wade's gone. <laughs> who's Soria? Who, who's your closer? Who's your closer? I think – uh, Is they're going to move um, – Herrera. 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 But Herrera is – Honestly, I'll go I back. I liked him as a setup. I liked him. In I'm, like, I'm gonna be honest. I wouldn't mind if we tried to just throw a little money at Holland and see what he's about. Don't you After just he put had that Tommy John in there surgery, where was. I think Hochaver was a free agent. Herrera. And Hochaver had to have surgery also. Yeah, so like, many injuries last yeah. year. Though. Oh, and and man. also he's had Tommy John in the past. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Get Holland, check Holland now and see what he's about because we've had several pitchers that came through uh, the Royals. Who were decent or good after having Tommy John? So that's what I said. Let let Holland come back. He's had a year to rest, which generally with Tommy John surgery is just kind of like the ACL. That one year, that first year, you kind of gotta get you know get your legs underneath you. Then the second year, you're pretty good. So mm. I don't know. I say test him out and see what he's about. Man, guys, that's the most baseball we've talked on the show probably ever. We made met your quota for the year. I, yep. I think I did. Although we I we are gonna have a gentleman on the show who um, former scout for the Nationals former coach for the uh, Mizzou Tigers baseball team. We are going to have him on the show here um, pretty soon. So, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more baseball this year. This might become our baseball guy because he spent his entire life um, playing baseball. He's only had one other job. When we start getting people on the show that, like, are these, you know, higher upper end sports, can we get, like, Trent to just not talk? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. My my resolution for 2017 is to actually be a true silent producer, but this is the barbershop episode. You started uh, out so terrible. If you don't get that yeah. James Brown microphone out of here, <laughs> bro. <laughs> that mug is all chrome. That's an all chrome <laughs> microphone. <laughs> this, is the be- this is a good mic. That book just looks funny. It does, oh, man. It's hilarious. hilarious. Where did you get that one from, by the way? Uh, the church. Guitar center. Guitar center, probably. The church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, in the basement. Oh, that's funny. But, yo, so let's transition real yep. quick to the NFL. Um, and so I asked this at the conclusion and at the – well, normally at the conclusion of the start of any NFL season, 
was this a good season for the NFL? Obviously, you had uh, Colin Kaepernick choosing to kneel and all that came with that. Um, ratings came out last week that they were down 8% versus last year. Um, and also, referees blowing calls, games being terrible. Um, this is one of the first years where I could care less uh, about Thursday night football. I, I missed a lot of games. Granted, I had class for a lot of it. Um, although, in favor of the NFL, the Twitter option, that streaming option was dope. Um, I watched some of the games that I did care about in class while the movies were playing. Um, you know, so I did keep up with the games that way. But I ask you guys, was this, was this a good season for the NFL? Um, to me, it was just because it depends on what you're looking for. Like, and I think we've had this conversation before. Like, I'm not a points person. Like, I don't care if it's 31 to 28. I like seeing matchups. I like the chess game that goes on in it. So, uh, I can find that in any game. Um, even when I think it was with the Jaguars versus Tennessee on Thursday night, I even watched that and was like, look, I can see the, uh, the chess matchup that's going on with Tennessee's offense versus Jacksonville's D. So I kind of can see that. So, I mean, to me is it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't like, it didn't have many moments where it's like, oh man, it was just good. So that's kind of where my take is. I felt the season was good. Also, I feel like I know we're going to be getting, I guess, into this later on down, but. Um, I feel like the the quarterback play comes into a factor. I feel like you know we're almost losing that second tier group of guys. I feel like the you can you can widening. yeah. I feel like you can you can go ahead and name out twelve good starters, and then the rest are pretty much bottom guys, which can make the NFL pretty boring, and I think has made it for a lot of teams. Uh, but I mean that's just my take. And I got to find this article because you talked about tiers for quarterbacks. And obviously, Cam Newton didn't have a great season. Um, it was subpar. I knew he was in trouble when I saw him with the headband, to be completely honest with you. When I saw the headband, I was like, man, this just looks like a guy who's going to have a bad season. Uh, but Trent uh, rocks a headband. So. <laughs> Slander. Did you? Did anyone see uh, Colin Cowherd's tier system? I, did I not. like. I, I don't know. I just started liking the herd. But anyway. Um, he had a, a tier system where he was like stars in their prime, stars who are out of their prime, um, people who have potential to be stars. Then you have just who uh, people, uh, quarterbacks who will never be stars but good, and then pure fool's gold. And so I was like, man, that's a, that's a good way to look at it versus, okay, these this tier, this tier, this tier, because you got, you know, people who you know used to be great but now they just on their way out emerging stars you know stuff like that i just think that's a better way of kind of looking at that and of course alex smith fell into that category like never going to be a superstar but serviceable like flacco or something oh no that's interesting that's interesting (laughs) yikes um i'm just gonna i'm just gonna jump right over that comment euro step that comment um so Speaking of quarterbacks, so we'll jump. We'll jump to. Uh, <laughs> well, well, can I can I say? Um, I think it's been a good year. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, you had to move your car. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, I, I had to move my car. We did a good job of of like kind of vamping th- through that. By the way, like yeah. had I not mentioned <laughs> that, no one would have known that. Um, this is behind the scenes. Continue. Shout out to the homie Los. Los not here. Um, he's out of town. I think he'd tell you it's been a good year. The Cowboys are back. Um, I like to see like mm. the teams like that make their way back to relevancy. 
and I think that the Cowboys haven't been there for a while. So I like that about the NFL this year. I also think um, that uh, that there's been some good storylines, like you said, with Kaepernick kneeling, um, with uh, with the Chiefs this year being, you know, the the division itself being, you know. But I think that what we've seen in the last couple of weeks is it feels like it hasn't been a good year because we don't have Derek Carr in the playoffs. We don't have, um, you know, the teams that, you know, necess- I mean, the Texans, obviously. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, but for me personally, I'm kind of like Marcus. I just kind of rated on who I watch. Like, right. And right. I think that's what a lot of people do. It's like a lot of people don't look at the 32 teams in the NFL and say, okay, well, um, Jared Goff didn't start until the last few weeks. Uh, the Rams sucked. The Niners sucked. The Bears are atrocious. Who even knows who is the quarterback for the Bears? I don't know. Matt Barkley was for a little while. Still started. Right. So, you know, like a, you look at a big part of the league and you're like, yeah, it's been a down year. But if you look at the teams that you pay attention to, like the division that you're a part of, uh, I find it was a pretty good year. AFC West was very competitive. Um, I mean, even the Chargers, even though they finished like what five and five and eleven, five and eleven, um, they were still entertaining. I feel like next year that the Chargers are going to be like the Ravens were last year. The Ravens, I think, last year all of their games were one score games, and they ended up losing like the majority of them. Uh, the Chargers had a bunch of games they were in. Uh, obviously, the opening week here in right. Kansas City. Had a bunch of games they were in, had a chance to win. They fell apart against the Raiders. They fell apart against the Saints. Um, you know, they their kicker misses misses the field goal against the Browns to send it to overtime. So they had a bunch of games where they were in and could have won. Win too for the Browns. Yeah. I, I mean, should have. But but yeah, I hear you. Go ahead, Shot. And and I, I can say that I actually like the quarterback play from uh, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. I think they made big steps this oh, yeah. year. Uh because you know, mostly quarterbacks in their second year, they normally plunge, but I right. think they both took steps in the right. I actually thought Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers would actually take that step to the playoffs I did too. this year, but I mean, it's been uh, exciting watching those uh, up-and-coming guys, I'll tell you that. So, speaking of that, we'll segue into that. You know, I guess that was my next question. Um, you know, who is the Q- what, from the, uh, the media perspective, what quarterback is going to be that next it guy? And so, part of the reason I asked that is, you look at uh, the the quarterbacks now who are considered to be the top tier, the elite guys, uh, Brady. Um, I, don't, I almost said Manning, but when I say Manning, I mean Peyton, not Eli. Oh God! Uh, you look at Rodgers. You look Breeze. at Breeze. Um, you look at those guys who are who are the top tier. They're getting up there, right? Who knows how long Breeze has left um, camp, which is crazy. Uh, I'll bring that stat up in just a second. But you look at those guys, they're starting to fall off the scene. And so now you're looking at this next tier. Uh, so who do you guys think it, will be the next media darling or the next next it guy? I think if you ask the question like that, media, I think it's going to be Matt Ryan. Because I think even right now, there are a lot of them talking about he's the MVP racing, which we'll talk about that. He's one of the best in the MVP. I'm like, man, you put weapons around somebody like that. I mean, you got arguably the best, you know, you know raw receiver. You have a – Tandem in the running back with Coleman and Freeman. You got Jacob Tammy, and he's okay. He's serviceable, when, but when he can single coverage, he gets single coverage, he can get open. And then Sanu and Hardy have been doing great, and their line is decent. I mean, you put somebody or all those people around him, he's going to play good, play a, a good game. And so I think the media is going to eat it up. He's, you know, the good story. He came from a smaller college, 
at Boston College that wasn't really a sports, you know, football city, but he came or college, but he came up and he did his thing. And he's in Atlanta, which, you know, is kind of like anytime they can kind of forget some of their past by bringing up who they have now, I think they're kind of just going to keep pumping it up. So I think that's going to be him. I don't know if he is going to be the next top-tier guy, but I think the media is going to eat him up. I think Derek Carr is for me. Oh, yeah. I think he was pretty much your leading MVP candidate up until, i say, that first Chiefs game they played. He had like 100 yards or something like that. And then he just started and got injured a few times. But I think he'll come back strong. I mean, just to take that team from where it was, that whole organization, have a whole city believing in him. And um, I just I, I believe he's the next, the darling NFL guy. Uh, aside from Dak, I feel like, you know, America's oh, team. And, That's where I was going next. Um, <laughs> it's going to be hard. It, it's hard between the two, but I still think I think you can't look Mariota. But for the simple fact he's in Tennessee, may not get that, that limelight yeah. shine. But Derek Carr right now I would say is the next it guy. Yeah. I, uh, I was going to say ask me in two weeks. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly feel like if the Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl – even if they weren't to win the Super Bowl, if the Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl going into next year, like Dak is gonna be that dude. Like the media, the Cowboys are back. The this, the boom, you know, they still got their offensive line. They got, I mean, you have two. I didn't mention this in the NFL this year, but you have two rookies that are MVP candidates. You know, that could be considered MVP candidates and both play for Dallas. Um, everything like the stars are just aligning. No pun intended. Um, bars for the Cowboys to. Uh, you know, to put on the next few years, you know? And I think that I think that Matt Ryan, no matter what he does, is always going to kind of be slept on a little bit. I know he's the MVP candidate this year, but I, I just feel like I feel like Matt Ryan has had some really good years in yeah. the past he five just, years. He just always seems to come, choke under pressure. But, and, like we said, and like we said, like Brady and Manning and Breeze are kind of phasing out, so now it's almost like, all right, well, I guess we'll pay attention to Matt Ryan now, you know. But, like, I mean, these guys have – he's been playing pretty pretty well. And, like you say, he's, he's choked under pressure. But so I think that I think that if Dak gets him to that level, it's going to be Dak. But personally, um, and not to put – the white quarterback, the, the white pocket-passing quarterback that probably America wants, you know, that next Peyton Manning, Tom Brady to be, you know, is, is Derek Carr. I mean, it is it is Derek Derek Carr. He's the Fresno State guy. He's the guy who's you know who's big brother making up for his big brother's bust. He's um I mean which I was pre- unfair by the way. Right, going totally to a franchise. Unfair. Oh my totally god, <laughs> I, I like I like David coming out of coming out of college. Oh, yeah. I just felt you know going to an expansion team it just hurt him. Yeah, he led was, the lead, league and getting sacked like three years. Or two it it years wasn't fair to like him in his career. Yeah, yeah. So I think that. You know, in that avenue, that I think it comes down to Derek Carr and Dak. Personally, I was a huge fan of Carson Wentz halfway through the year. I would I would have swore to you that he was better than Dak Prescott probably by week eight to ten. But then I started paying like real attention to his games after I made that bold statement, and I'm like, man, I don't know if this guy's gonna be be the starting quarterback. Well, because you know because they don't pull his particular kind of starting quarterbacks that quickly in the NFL. Um, he tried to set shock up on the team. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if Carson. I don't know if Carson Wentz will 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 be that franchise quarterback for for very long. I think the Eagles might. They're they're the kind of city and the kind of team that gets tired of people quickly. 
would you, would you consider like Russell Wilson in that conversation? Because oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I he's still think, young. I First off, A one's not gonna write what Russell Wilson's name on. Oh yeah, yeah. If we were talking about how many intentional grounding calls the quarterback didn't get, Russell Wilson gets away with intentional grounding like I feel like he he's he shouldn't be. I don't know. I would say he's already the guy everybody they look at that whole team. So I wouldn't put him in that particular category. And like even they were trying to transition away from. Yeah, he already won it, so I feel like he's already in that upper echelon of quarterbacks and guys. That's I've heard podcasts where they have already said that Russell Wilson would be a Hall of Famer. What? Because in part because he won the Super Bowl. Man, I quarterback Flacco so, and Eli. So Eli well, no, Eli was he, that's the thing. They won't. Is well, Eli he a said he's yes. They First of all, Eli, Eli is a Hall of Famer. He is. He should How? not. Hold up. Flacco he should is not, not be a Hall of Famer. Flacco's he's a playoff machine, bro. Eli is. Are you kidding? Eli is a playoff okay, machine. All right, listen, I, I live by Skip's uh, Hall of Fame technique. Yes, in, if in if I if, if if you give me their name and I have to think about should they be in the Hall of Fame, you shouldn't be in there. And Eli is one of those people. Like his his face shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Eli saved us. His face shouldn't be in the Hall of if Fame. If you gotta you think about the name, that's what you're supposed to do. Think about it. No, about if you, if you, t- if you tell me what Peyton you hear Manning, in the media, automatically. If you tell but that's me, because you can already thought about, okay, he's done all these different things. Think about some of the things. Eli Manning, you would be surprised. See how many uh, yards he's thrown for. See how many touchdowns he's thrown for. Yes, he has a, a lot of interceptions, but when he gets into crunch time, that's when he performs. He also <laughs> led the league a couple of times and come from behind wins. You know, you and know. also he has two rings. It's a resume. That's what it is. He saved us from the Antichrist of football two years. And two that years in a row. should be enough to put you know him why, in the You Hall know why he has to come back a lot in the fourth quarter? Because nope. he throws interceptions in the first quarter. Exactly. Hey, so because the first three, he was garbage and I'm glad y'all in the yeah, first I'm glad y'all three. Let me ask y'all a question. Preach. Let me ask y'all a question. Who is their running back? Right. They haven't had a running game in like three, four, maybe five years. Last person I think I could think of was Bradshaw. Yeah, Bradshaw, yeah. which is yeah. like five years ago. That's the last I think thousand yard rush. He was, has two. I was thinking of Tiki Barber. But, can I, but, can I, but let me <laughs> look. Exactly. <laughs> I think Ron Day. I think Ron Day, bro. Which is exactly what I mean. He has to pass all the time. He has to throw it. They have the least amount of. Y'all running. remember? But he has the most amount of talent at wideout. You can now he does. Now he does. Hold on, but see, but see, here's the thing, and this is the power of a narrative. We make all these excuses for for Eli, but when you go, well, what about Romo? Oh man, I, no, Romo no, no. ain't I this. I never Romo. had that. Well, I'm just saying, but I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it's anybody in this room. But I'm just saying the power of a narrative, right? We, I got you. We I give you. all these passes to Eli. Oh yeah, of course he should be a Hall of Famer. He won two Super Bowls in the largest media market in the country, and he beat Brady to do it. And it's like you look at, but you look at his numbers. You look at his numbers. Yes, he's thrown for a lot of touchdowns. Never led the league in any categories except for what? Interceptions. Interceptions. Only time the only time he's had true playoff success is when he went to the Super Bowl twice. Other than that, he re- when he does make the playoffs, he's one and done. He may win one game, but he doesn't make it to the AFC or NFC title games. Like the dude literally has caught lightning in a bottle twice. And I, and I say that because as he you had, say that, I guarantee you it's a very real possibility he catches lightning in a bottle bro, again. Bro, and this you know year. what? And I said that. <laughs> I, I, I agree. He could do it. They could do it this year. I, I don't think it gets Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't. I Packers think Rodgers right now has on. that lightning listen, in the bottle. Listen, yeah, I wouldn't Aaron bet against Rogers Packers. Aaron Rodgers has been. Rodgers got that lightning right now. The Packers bro. have been kind of overrated. Evan Rodgers is still. I agree. Still dope. No, no, let's go out there and but say, too, the like, Packers have Eli has the best receiving court 
probably in National Football League. And the Packers have the worst secondary in the National Football League. The Packers secondary is atrocious. And is it part because of a lot of injuries, too? Injuries have killed them this year, but you are right. Part of the reason why, I mean, I think uh, what Quinn and the Giants have beat the Cowboys twice. So yeah. they've got a mental edge over the best team in the NFC. But that's because the Giants play to their to the Cowboys' weakness. And where a lot of other people, they're trying to play the Cowboys at their game, and they lose it. Right, but I, what I'm saying is they're going to play to their weakness again. I don't believe in the Giants' <laughs> offense. I don't believe in the Giants' <laughs> offense, but their defense is the They're truth. not going to even make it. Yeah, yeah, the Giants' defense is legit. I think Giants' the, defense is crazy. Listen, I think the Packers. What's his name? The uh, Collins. Landon Collins. Collins. Yeah, the from the Alabama. Bam. Alabama. I don't, Alabama. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I know. I know. That's what I was trying not to say. My bad. I didn't want to. Say. <laughs> I'm not. All right, but yo, but we'll 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 jump on. We'll move on to the next topic. We talked about these quarterbacks, and part of the reason I wanted to bring up these quarterbacks because it leads me into what I learned this week. Part yeah. Part two. Um, this <laughs> we should just rename the MVP award the top quarterback of of the year. Like, there is no reason for us to even consider anyone else. You look at the, the the arc of this season. It started out the first five or six weeks. I think we got to the Cowboys' bye, and people were really giving consideration that Ezekiel Elliott might be the MVP. Then the Cowboys came off their bye, and all of a sudden, well, hmm, maybe Derek Carr should be the MVP. Then the Lions went on a roll. Well, maybe it should be Matt Stafford. Then Brady, who's always there, his name started to resurface again because he was putting up crazy numbers. Um, and then we got to the end of the season. Here we are now. Well, Rodgers goes off to end the season. We're going to run the table. They run the table. He was already playing, like, really good, even though his team was around him wasn't. He went Super Saiyan uh, on top of already being Super Saiyan in his performance. And then you look at um, Matt Ryan. And so now here we are, end of the season, and people, are, all these polls are saying, Matt Ryan is your MVP. I think Vegas has him as the favorite yeah. for, your, for to win the award. And it's just like, well, wait a minute. What happened? So do you have a Ezekiel problem Elliott? with that? Do you have a problem? I do have a problem with that. And I went and looked and I said, well, they just need to come up with an award for the top running back and wide receiver. Now, they have the air and ground, the FedEx air and ground, you know, awards that they do at the NFL honors. And I was like, okay, cool. They got some for the running backs. And I went, man, don't nobody care about no air and ground player this, of the year. This is common. I mean, if you look at look at what is the farm system to the National Football League, the college football, look at the Heisman. You have two running backs in the last probably 10 years that have won a Heisman Trophy. It's a quarterback's award as well. And then you have somebody who starts off the podcast with saying the backup quarterback is the most important player Ooh. on the field. And now he's saying, why are we giving the most valuable player to a quarterback? Like, I don't – I mean, wow. Like, it just – bow, mind blown. You got a fire uh, kind of like, drop on I'm, there. I'm, like, kind of agreeing with Trent <laughs> is making me upset. Like, I'm good with uh, agreeing with A-Ward. But, um, so, hold on. First of all, let let me – rebuttal game crazy. Hey. Let me come back. Let me come back. <laughs> Jersey. But, yo, but, no, let me come back. So, again – I equate having a good backup quarterback to having insurance, right? It's like you are a car insurance. You never hope you have to use it, but when you do, hopefully it's good, right? Number one. Number two, I will always say about quarterbacks that if you can stumble upon a franchise quarterback like a Brady, like a Manning, um, I don't, I don't want to say luck, I don't want to say that, or like a Cam or something like that, that is great. Like if you find that, if you stumble upon that, that is awesome. But you do not need a franchise quarterback to win a title. You don't. You look at the Super Bowl last year. It was one of Manning. I said this in our group at their bye week. I said Manning's going to win the Super Bowl with the worst performance of all time, with some of the worst numbers he put up since his rookie season. 
I bag on Eli all the time. I say he caught lightning in the bottle because his defense got on fire, and he did just enough. He did just enough to win these games. You look at what people bring up the Chiefs record all the time. Man, they have won 21 of the last 23 with Alex Smith as their quarterback. You don't need a top-tier guy to get it done. All I am, all I hear all the time from, let me go um, um, conservative guy, all I hear all the time from the, conser- from the liberal media is that with their fake news is that it's football is a team sport. It is the ultimate team sport. And yet all the time you see these quarterbacks raised on these ridiculous pedestals when it is the team. You, you mentioned it yourself. You talk about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has a good offensive coordinator being considered for lots of jobs. Right, right. He's got Julio. He's got the running backs. He's got a decent offensive line. He's got Gabriel, Sanu, Hardy, right? He's got all this stuff around him that helps make him great. So, again, yes, I'm sticking to the fact that your backup quarterback is a great insurance policy to have. It is a great insurance policy to have, but still it is about the team. And so if it's about the team, we talked about the Cowboys. Same offensive line, stunk last year. What changed? They got a dope QB. They got a dope running back. And the dope running back made it easier for the rookie QB to have the season he has. So he should be – that is my MVP. He's my number one. He's your number one? He's my number one. Who was that again? Who's Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott is my top pick for MVP. I, mean, I, I agree with your argument on that. Like, I agree with your stance and, and, what you, and how you've come to that. I just think that it's not the popular pick, but I agree with a I think Matt Ryan will end up winning it. Um – if it was my pick, honestly, I'd say Aaron Rodgers. So that's my number two. Um, just because, you know, ever since he said, you know, we could run the table, what, 15 touchdowns, zero interceptions, 6-0, I mean. Bro, the he, dude he's is, been killing. Like, he's been killing. So I, I would say, you know, from 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 that perspective, I would say, and he, like you said, he's been pretty much consistent all year. The team hasn't really played well. So uh, I would I would say Rodgers, but I think um, Matt Ryan has just been, being more, um, you know, he's just done it on a more consistent basis It's a basis better story. It's a better story. Yeah. I mean, and, and part of MVP votes is about the story. But I don't think it's popular. I don't think the media has fun saying Matt Ryan is our NFL MVP. Mm-hmm. Right. And see, I'm, I'm going to go with Shock. Where I, my number one was Aaron Rodgers, only because of what you just said, that a lot of times it is going to go to a, 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 a quarterback. Um, I actually think that Ezekiel Elliott is more valuable to his team than Matt Ryan is, than uh, Matt Ryan is. I don't know if I can say that about Aaron Rodgers because I, I just think about Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's been using a wide receiver at quarter, uh, at running back for most of this year, before the the latter part of this year. Yep. He's had you know Lacey and Starks who hadn't been doing anything. Um, I don't know who their tight end is. I want to say Jermichael Finley, but I know that's not right. <laughs> I know right? Rogers, Jerry Cook. Richard Rodgers, right. Jerry, Jerry Cook, right? Jerry Cook, and so Richard then Rogers. you talk about. Like Jordan Nelson, he just started to get his legs underneath him because of coming off of ACL uh, surgery. So he has been like pulling scraps Killing. and saying, "Hey, can you run? Can you catch?" And Lord knows, Devontae Adams, if he can do one thing, he can drop a pass. He can drop. He, he had, like, can drop a he pass. Had, like, he had that dude has a talent of dropping passes. Him, like him and Dwayne Bow. Him and Dwayne Bow. He no. He with Dwayne Bow. Dwayne Bow catch the spectacular. He miss a mess. No. The crazy crap. Yeah. Uh, Devontae, he can't catch. Yeah, he, he yeah Devontae he had double-digit touchdowns and could have had almost 20 because I know he Bro. dropped at least six touchdowns. So like, that's I think two games like back-to-back where he dropped two touchdowns. I think he, I think he ended back. up with either 11 or 12 and could have had about 18. So that's like, why I would up. say Rodgers. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out here and say one thing. Aaron Rodgers 
is Jay Cutler with a ring. Jersey. No, I'm playing with you. <laughs> hey, I was about to start packing this stuff up. Now. Like, hey, don't you got somewhere to be, man? No, but I am gonna buck the I am <laughs> gonna buck the trend in this aspect and say that Ezekiel Elliott would not even be my first running back that I would position for the Who MVP. would you have then? Running back. David Johnson. I'm not mad at that. Is the first running back to have over 2,000 yards from scrimmage and 20 touchdowns since 2006 when LaDainian Tomlinson did it and LaDainian Tomlinson won the MVP. MVP. That's the only way these guys can win. They have to break some kind of record. Yes. David Johnson is to me, he's a beast. Dog. Much more he's valuable to the Cardinals than Ezekiel Elliott is to the Cowboys. I feel like McFadden and Alfred Morris could go in there and not be Ezekiel. No, but with that offensive line and with Dak protected, and you know they could go in there and get you together a hundred yards. I mean, a game. McFadden ran for a thousand, I think. Right, and so with that, I mean David Johnson, what he does, and so David Johnson. That's a good one, man. Other than. And then, man, I mean, I know he was suspended for four games, but twenty-eight and two is the the best passer touchdown to interception ratio, ratio yeah. in NFL of all time. And I can't stand Tom Brady, but twenty-eight to two with Gronkowski being out. With can you name the receivers that he has? Right. I mean, does he still have Dobson and uh, no? He's got a kid from Georgia. He's got Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah, you get a kid from Georgia. Is Amendola still there? He's hurt, he's but hurt. he's still there. He, he's I there. mean, he's turned Bennett into a new Gronk. And, I mean, Actually, Bennett's been dope since he was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but still. But Giants. he's still been. So, yeah. so whereas, I, I guess it depends on what you look at. Do you consider wins and losses in an MVP? And see, and, I do, you know? and that's the only reason why I wouldn't right. say David Johnson. Exactly. So, if you're looking, Ezekiel Elliott, obviously, you know, they're getting Ws. But when I go back and say, well, Catamanzaro has cost them two or three. If he that is true. Whatever his name is, Kalamazoo. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> If he hits a few field goals, they might even be a playoff team, and right. David Johnson might even be, you know. Right. And so I personally think that it'll go to Matt Ryan. I personally think the quarterbacks are, you know, uh, oftentimes considered more valuable than the rest of the positions. But David Johnson is just to me like that'll be my that'll be my number one pick next year. I guarantee if I got if I got the opportunity to draft anybody on the board in fantasy football, David but Johnson. I, I I but I agree with a one. I just don't see how you can. It's kind of hard to overlook what Ezekiel Elliott has done and not consider him an MVP. I just MVP think that we're candidate. looking at rookie. That's why I mean, we're looking not, at looking rookie, at his, but at his performance. Too, I mean, if you look at those games, I feel three hundred and didn't and play the last a, game. He he led the league I mean, in rushing by three hundred. And, and yards I feel if he if he hadn't game. performed the way he did in a lot of those games, they wouldn't have won. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? I think that's the only reason why they're number one NFC team in the league. And I mean, it's kind of hard to. He also averaged two point eight yards. Before contact, before contact. Before con- which, yeah. which crazy. He never got touched That's by a crazy. defensive person, and he already had <laughs> three yards. Richardson couldn't even average that like, total. Total. <laughs> and, and also, also, I believe he brought some relevancy back to the running back position. I agree. I mean, he was. I mean, you have seen a lot of running back by committees, and I mean, he was the workhorse. They had this thing where they'll make him sit out a series or two a game. I don't know if you noticed that, but there'll be a series where you won't see him at all mm-hmm. uh, to try to preserve him. But I mean. He is kind of a throwback to a we're going to give this guy the ball 25 times. I don't want to see a crop top on the front page of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> so <laughs> I would prefer him not to. They don't do that at Tennessee anyway. Can <laughs> any running back be plugged in the Dallas system and get a 1,000 yards? Oh, no. yes. Easily. I, I, I yes. Can, okay. Wait, wait. 1,000 yards, you said? 1,000. Yeah. That's easy because that's all you, got, all you got to do is average 63 80 yards, yards, yeah, 60, 63 yards a game. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's So what about Reggie Bush? Oh Reggie gosh. Bush? So, so anyway, the reason why he's bringing up Reggie yeah, Bush, anyway. Reggie Bush, 
Because he's the first player to ever average negative yards in an NFL year. That's ever. what it was announced. But he, he is the most spectacular college player I've ever seen. Right. I, I agree. Yeah, that's true. I, I can't take that away. Yeah. Him and Vince Young. Yeah. Yeah. Can't take that away yeah, from But him. real quick, I try to sum this up in real in like 30 seconds or so. But week 13, I had this argument that I could make an argument for DeMarco Murray as the MVP because his numbers were kind of similar to uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's. And he was playing with way less than what they were doing. And um, this is right before, like, they just fell off the cliff. Soon as, like, they were in first place. And I was thinking, like, man, they're in a different, you know, position um, than the Dallas Cowboys. But if you looked at their numbers when it comes to average runs, things of that nature, and the reason why he didn't have as many touchdowns is because Henry was taking a lot of those uh, touchdowns away from him uh, when they get into the five-yard line. So I was saying that DeMarco Murray was, and then Mariota got injured. Then the Titans fell off the playoff race, and then, and then, and then. So, if it would have kept going, I could actually make an argument that the top three, two or three, could have been running backs, except this is a quarterback-driven league. And, and off subject, uh, I think I'm willing to embrace the fact that AP may not be <laughs> – he may not be the <laughs> premier running back. He may not be the elite guy anymore. I'm starting – I, I think I'm, I'm willing to go ahead and embrace that fact. But he's still one of the best running backs ever in the NFL has ever seen. Another thing I just wanted to, another thing I just wanted to add is, I mean, like you, what you just said is a quarterback-driven league. It's a, it's a spread. It's a, I mean, we're not the Thurman Thomas, the Barry Sanders, the we're not in those years of running right. back MVPs anymore. Right. I mean, we just had to have Ezekiel Elliott just brought it back, made it cool to draft running backs in the first or second round anymore. You right. know, when you look at college, you're being groomed for a spread offense. You're not being – I mean, these running backs that are in college, you know, are, are more, you know, like jet sweep, you know, all, all these different kinds of things. So it's it's kind of difficult to compare, you know, the last 10 years to what we're used to when we had, the you know, the, the pro-style offenses. If you look at the two uh, running backs that won Heisman trophies in the last 10 years in college, you will have Mark Ingram, Ingram. and Derrick Henry right. from Alabama. That's one of the colleges that is still not given really into. Well, this year they have might a hybrid have hybrid system that, yeah, to, right. to, to that pro style offense and running the ball like that. And so, when you get somebody around like Ezekiel Elliott who carries the ball twenty six to thirty times a game and leads in rushing, you know, it's so rare. I think that it puts it in your mind like, wow, he's just so much beyond everybody else. And it's just like it's kind of like the day and age that we're in in football, you know. I think that's why you're seeing more quarterbacks, you know, because we're throwing the ball 40 and 50 times a game. And, you know, it, it, that's, it just comes down to that. So I will have a rebuttal to that next week. But mm-hmm. lightning round because we get running, running short on time. Yeah, so we get my pick go. in and I got to bounce out. Yep. So wild card games, yeah. uh, Texas versus Raiders. Marcus, who you got? Uh, Raiders. Shop. Texans, sloppy game, close, Texas. Raiders, wow. Okay. I'm actually, I want the Raiders to win, but I, I I agree with Shock. I feel like with the best defense in the league um, and they're playing against Cook, I mean, you lose this game, it's a tragedy, even if you have Savage or Osweiler, your quarterback. So I'm taking the Texans. Uh, I'm just going to take the Texans as well. Yeah, I'm going Texans. So, you know, on NFL Network, they had that long wolf thing. You go, oh, okay. Well, anyway, moving on. Uh, next game, I think that is Lions at Seahawks. Who you got? I got Seahawks. Seahawks. Seahawks big. 
Lions. I'm going Lions won the upset, man. Really? Uh, yeah. Or no Earl I'm Thomas. It changes their secondary. So I think they get it done. Stat. Almost beat them last year. Lions have not won a game outside all year. I and also, that. Seahawks won't have to stack the box to stop any run. They're going to have four people out in the coverage. All, I mean, in, it's, it's seven people out in coverage all the time. And no Matt Stafford's going to have to I just think nobody crazy to cover is Jimmy happen in the playoffs, and I'm going to put it there. I I'm feel bad for Theoretic, man. Shout out to Theoretic. Had yeah, to yeah. shout out to Theoretic. Um, all right, Dolphins versus Steelers. Marcus. Ooh, go to somebody else, please. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull off. I'm going to say Dolphins only because I feel like they, they won early in the year. I actually like Matt Moore. Uh, I just think they pull off a little upset. Steelers, and I think the Steelers win by a touchdown. I'm going to say Dolphins just off of hope, uh, just pure hope for the next game that the Chiefs got to play. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Steelers just because it's going to be cold out there. It's going to be brutal. And so well, you got to put everybody up in there. And Roethlisberger is used to it. But, uh, you got to bail out there. He's used to it. it, it it's going to be – I don't even think it's going to be close. The, the Steelers definitely have the best, best team. I mean, you got uh, A.B. Yeah, it's called a lightning round because you only get to talk once. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, was, I didn't know. It. That's what we doing. That's how that works. Okay. That's how. That's what we doing. Okay. That's what we doing. All right, All right Steelers. Steelers. There is something to that whole thing about once you live in a warm weather city, when you have to travel up north, that that weather affects you. So yes, I'm going with the Steelers. All right, Packers versus. I had Steelers on there twice. Packers versus Giants. I got the Packers, man. I know a lot of people are wanting to pick the Giants and like, oh, they did it before. Man, look here, it ain't happening again. I got Packers 24-21. This will be my upset pick. I got the Giants beating the Packers by three. I got Jordy two touchdowns. God, I hope the Packers win this game because I cannot deal with another Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. So I'm going with the Packers. Please, Aaron, don't let me down. <laughs> All right, last one, bonus question. National championship game, Monday night. Who you got, Clemson, Bama, Marcus? Oh, man, I want Clemson to win it. I was, I noticed what I said I want Clemson to win it. I just think that Deshaun should – I want him to go out with, with a bang, man. Sean Watson, overtime. Ooh, Oops. overtime. Okay. I'm not picking Alabama, first off. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Hey, I was, was waiting, happen. I was waiting I for was you to just happen. fix your mouth and no. say Alabama. I was like, get out of here, dog. If I was forced to put money on the game, I might. <laughs> right, but so I'm going with Clemson as well. Roll Tide. Wow. Um, yep, we'll, we'll need a new place to record next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going with Clemson. I think Deshaun Watson. I think better quarterbacks give – Bama trouble because they face nobodies in their conference. So I'm going to go with Clemson. Um, so that is our show. Josh Dobbs is not a nobody. Just want to throw that out there. He's not a nobody, we'll but he didn't play well. Level. Um, I I do want to say that I would love for Alabama to lose so I can see the whole Lane Kiffin left his team. Oh, I can't wait. I wanted him to that. walk off at, at halftime and just say, screw you, man. You think you can call plays better than me? Get to it. I'm out. I would That would have been so great. But anyway, uh, thank you all for rocking with us this this. For this episode and for every episode you rock with us, we appreciate, man. Shouts out to to y'all. We appreciate y'all listening. Remember, SoundCloud.com, Brains and Bars, Twitter, Brains and Bars, Facebook at Brains and Bars, and subscribe on iTunes, man, and check us out on the show. Until next time. Oh, yeah, Shock, real quick, you got a new joint coming out, new project coming out? Yeah, new project, my producing, uh, my production come out, um, feature two artists. They call me Sauce, FKA, Sauce Remix, and also. Uh, Cartez Marcel, 95, Phil, hip-hop style, uh, called Unfinished Resolutions. Make sure you get down iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. And that drops? Drops next Friday, uh, the 13th. Next th Friday, the 13th? 
Oh yeah, be on the lookout. Uh, the MMP uh, brand is actually gonna get a facelift uh, real soon, so there's gonna be some uh, some new name changes and some uh, some uh, some new social media stuff coming out. So be on the lookout for that as I'm revamping my podcast. I'm actually rebranding uh, some stuff, so be on the lookout for that coming real real soon. All right, cool. So we appreciate y'all. Oh, Marcus, any final thoughts from you, real quick? Thirty seconds. Oh uh, yeah, I gotta preach tomorrow. So yeah, let's. Uh Oh yeah, oh yeah, in the music kitchen. So yeah, hey, I'm shouting out everything. Oh yeah, uh, music kitchen. Um, that's reviews on Amped Entertainment. So AmpEntertainment.net. Um, shout out to Los, the Los Factor eight one six block at Blockspot or something like that. Forgive me. Google it, you'll find it. Google it. Google um, Iamaward.com. Um, yes, sir. You know. So again, check us out. Twitter.com at Brains and Bars. Everything's at Brains and Bars. Snapchat, all that. iTunes. It's search. It's a black and white thing. Until next time, we appreciate y'all. Happy New Year, and it's a black and white thing. All right, man, holla. Deuces.